0: Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Office of Special Investigations, the Air Force's Federal Law Enforcement Agency.
1: I'm Hannah, his daughter, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I have always been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. So this week is part two of the Oklahoma Girl Scouts murder. So just to recap a little bit, this did take place in 1977, and it is about Lori Farmer, Michelle Goose, and Doris Milner, um, eight, nine, and ten years old. They were on a um, camping trip with the Girl Scouts, a two-week, it was supposed to be a two-week camping trip with the Girl Scouts, and they were found murdered the first morning that they were there. They'd only been at camp for like 12 hours. So last week we ended off at the trial. So we talked about Gene Leroy Hart. He is the suspect. He is who they went on a 10-month manhunt for. And then they arrested him on April 6, 1978. Um, And just a reminder, this still is an unsolved case. So we're going to get to that a little bit deeper in that in a second. But this is unsolved. So Gene Leroy Hart is arrested on April 6, 1978. He uh, has goes to trial in March of 1979, so about a year later, um, and he is acquitted. He is found not guilty, and then he dies two months later, June 4th of ni- in 1979. So that's kind of where we're at right now, Dad.
0: He he was acquitted, but he went back to jail.
1: Right. So he was serving. He was convicted for kidnapping and raping two pregnant women. Mm-hmm. So he had a 300 year sentence for that. He escaped from prison and that's why he is on the loose. This his cave was the cave allegedly that was three miles away from mm-hmm. the camp and he was from the area. He was a big football star in that town so that was ultimately you know stuff linking him. Sure. Was why he's a suspect. So uh he yeah, he is acquitted of this but then sent back to continue his 300 years.
0: Right. So All right what are we can so, talk about the go through the evidence again i mean i i don't i just it, it's going to be hard for people to research this and and understand why he was acquitted it, you know
1: yeah i have seen people be convicted of a lot on a lot less like a lot more circumstantial evidence there's I mean, I guess, would you consider some of these things circumstantial other than like the DNA, I guess? guess. Yes,
0: yeah, so a lot of it is circumstantial evidence. Um, but the rule is that there's no difference in probative value of circumstantial evide- evidence as there is from direct evidence. So uh, it's just how the uh, the jury perceives it. And, you know, people like to say, well, it's all, all circumstantial. But we're going to talk about that in a second. It's... It, it it certainly maybe, but I think they have some there's some some good links. Yeah. So let's let's go through let's go through that. So
1: okay, so we have um actual DNA, so the hair and semen that is found on uh, pillowcases, and then I believe on some of the clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also items that were found in the cave that were three miles. And again, just to recap, there was a cave about three miles away from the camp that they found a lot of items linking back to this. Campsite. So that is how they get to him. So those items include, um, you know, a roll of duct tape, some rope, and some newspaper that was also uh, stuffed into a flashlight found near the bodies. So it's all connecting back. Items. Let's
0: let's go through it. So in the cave, they found rope, the duct tape, and then newspapers.
1: Right, and then a picture, and then I think a photo. Yeah, right.
0: And then back where the dead bodies were, they found uh, a flashlight.
1: With the newspaper, the same newspaper. Right, it's stuffed it. inside
0: that right. that newspaper. Uh, stuffed inside the flashlight was newspaper. It mm-hmm. was the same newspaper as found in that in cave. The cave. Yeah, and then there was the rope was also connected. Right, and then, and then I think the duct, duct tape, tape also the tape too. So, so uh, and I don't think we talked about it, but there was like some sort of crowbar or something like that as well. Um, yeah, found
1: it was it was like a very small piece of information when I was doing my research. I didn't really read much about it other than that Mm -hmm. it was there. They didn't really touch on that very much.
0: Okay, so they, at this point, they believe whoever has been occupying that cave has also been in the camp and and responsible for the murder of these three girls.
1: Right. So during the trial, the prosecution is actually going to present 32 witnesses, which seems like a lot to me. Is that... No. Is that not a lot? Okay, that <laughs> seems like a lot to me. 32 witnesses, um, some of which include a former associate who's also a convict. So I mm-hmm. believe you mentioned that was he. I think that's the same guy that may, ends up making a
0: Oh, he ends up making a movie. Yeah, like a brief little oh, thing.
1: Yeah. Um, And then some of the camp counselors, they testify. And a professor from Cornell who is a h- expert on human reproduction. Mm-hmm. So and then the defense calls a few different people. Also, one of whom um, is the owner. It's a Cherokee man is who Hart was staying with when he was. Apprehended. So he's an Indian.
0: He's a, a Native, Native American. American
1: yeah, um, it's who he was staying with. He actually testified that the stuff. So there is also some things that were found in the shack where he was apprehended mm-hmm. that one of the camp counselors says was stolen from her.
0: M- what camp. were those items?
1: It was a mirror and a toy pipe. And okay.
0: All. And when did the glasses come into play again? So I don't, I'm not sure Which if we mentioned. So there were some glasses, glasses that were taking, taken from the counselors.
1: So there was some glasses that were taken from the counselors in April during that training weekend that we mentioned mm-hmm, last correct. time. And then the night of the murders, he was actually going around to all the girls that were wearing glasses and moving them around. So, like, he was misplacing people's glasses. And then he was also found with glasses on, women's glasses on. And then there were also glasses found in the cave. Okay. So, so there's a few different... So,
0: we believe wh- whoever is occupying this cave is responsible. And mm-hmm. him, they believe that, that it was Hart. And we'll talk about that in a second. And that he was there at least three months prior as, as well.
1: Yeah, that's they're trying to. They're linking him to the
0: because of the, the 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 incident. The incident where somebody got into the tent of the counselors and left a note in the donut box.
1: Yeah, he like ate all the donuts and the
0: and, and the note, note. The note said where we're gonna kill three people in tent one.
1: Mm-hmm. Three girls in tent. Three one. girls in
0: tent one, and then there was something about aliens. So the The council is just sort of blew it off, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, But, so this witness is going to testify that those items were never in his shack. So he's allegedly, he's basically saying that they framed him.
0: Right. So, okay. So So, that's that.
1: That's back to that real quick.
0: Right. Um,
1: So there is a lot of evidence, circumstantial evidence. It's kind of both. mm -hmm. Now, so the DNA. So we're talking about all the circumstantial evidence. So let's talk about the DNA real quick. mm -hmm. So there is, some DNA, like I mentioned, now the hair we talked about last time—that's just they're just doing.
0: So they right in this at this time they collected hair to do hair comparisons. Right, it's it's not uh, correct science anymore. The FBI actually came out and ruled that it, it's not science, and in fact, they're not no longer going to be uh, conducting an analysis. And they're actually, I, I believe, they went back and looked at all their previous cases. But what they were saying is. They believed this hair to be that of a Native American, mm-hmm. and so if so, he's a Native American. Gene Leroy Hart's a Native American. So if you pulled a piece of hair, his hair, it would compare to that as being Native American, and that's just it's junk science. It's not, it's not, um, it's not correct anymore science. So that's that's how they were assessing that in those days.
1: Yeah, and I actually have. So they said exactly it was one in seven thousand seven hundred Native Americans would match the DNA sample. So they could not exclude or match or, the hair sample, right? Match the what sample. they had. So one in seven thousand seven hundred. So if they tested like eight thousand mm-hmm. Native Americans, two people, right? Or yep. is it or like fourteen hundred? Am I doing the math wrong? <laughs> Basically, if they
0: right, it it, it just it's just it would, they but would it's be just comparing measure. two pieces of hair,
1: right? So that and then semen that was left on the pillowcase. So. By my understanding, that sample that they have is not very big. So they actually test in 1989. They test the DNA, and it comes back um, inconclusive. They can't say that it was him, but they can't say that it wasn't him. Mm -hmm. They test again in 2007, and again it comes back inconclusive. And then in 2017, um, the sheriff raises $30,000 to be able to do more in-depth testing. And that is kind of where uh, it leads trails off there hasn't been much of an update so it's, they're
0: pending money pending to send it to a private lab probably mm-hmm. to get a more in-depth and more i guess advanced technological sound um right uh, test because, each sample is because the sample is really really small so if it's possible they just need more money uh for the for the test i would imagine
1: right okay and i think you reached out we reached out to them
0: so I I did I uh, OSBI the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigations has on their website an email email address for cold case updates. So I just emailed them and told them I was doing research for this case and I was wondering what's the most current accurate information or who do I talk to to get that and i hadn't e- i hadn't heard back yet even instructions uh, go here or go there or or everything that we have is out there or wh- whatever the case may be but i wanted to try to separate cuz there's a lot of information on this case and and yeah. I-, I wanted to kind of hear it from them uh, directly but as of right now, I, I don't have any response back from them. So,
1: so we could have a possible update.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. Right, we, if we get Possibly. something, we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys know. You, you yeah, pay attention <laughs> to our podcast, and, and there'll be something in there.
1: Right. So that is where the DNA has left off. That's where we're at for that. Okay. And so, yeah, that's pretty much the trial is just bringing in the witnesses going back and forth and they find him not guilty
0: not guilty crazy right what was i think we know a little bit of the defense or or not
1: there was more than one person saying that they were trying that they were framing him so uh what i read is that they were uh presenting that he was being framed
0: by the police
1: right and because from the beginning, they he was immediately a suspect because, like I said, he's from the area and they knew that he was already escaped from prison and he grew up in that area. Mm-hmm. So they knew he was uh, close to the, that mm-hmm. camp. Um, so it did kind of seem like seem like they had some blinders on from the beginning. There were some things I read where people were saying, like, eh, it did kind of seem like they have, had blinders on. So I think they played to right. that.
0: And there's apparently one of the witnesses from his sexual assault that put him in in jail in the first place had also testified uh, something to the effect of uh, he was trying on the glasses or something, something similar. So they, they have some more circumstantial evidence or, or right. something that certainly doesn't paint a good picture for him that says, oh, m- more information to suggest that he's the guy.
1: Right. And again, he it's a small town. He's from the town. He was a big football star in high school, you know, Oklahoma. And so he had and being Native American, like we talked about last time, he had a lot of support behind him, Mm -hmm. too. Um, There is actually a quote, someone um, comparing this to what happened with O.J. and how he had so much support and the backing of everyone. Uh, So, yes, so
0: (laughs) it is it is very similar. It's been compared to that. You know, um, again, they they're trying to throw out that he's being framed by the police Mm -hmm. and he's very popular. I believe he was on the football team. Yeah. For the local town when he was when he was in high school. Um, And then he had the American Indian Movement aim. They were there to support him as well. I I actually even think that they were there for the search, too, Mm -hmm. as well. So. Uh, but they and then his mother and sister came out publicly and saying he didn't do it. So it was just a big media frenzy on his behalf.
1: Which, hey, if, you know, AIM was there for the search, like searching for the girl, mm. like at the camp, you mean, like searching for him or searching for like yeah, evidence? They they
0: uh, they showed up there. It's kind of unclear, but I think they were looking so, out for his best interest, maybe.
1: Perhaps. But that's I mean, that's good, yeah. though. Like they show up like, hey, we're we're here to help and prove that he didn't do that. I mean, that's. That's a good Mm -hmm. amount of support. There was actually also what I read. Some lawyers from his team talked about how he was such a great person. And the reason that they had such a strong belief that he couldn't have done this is because their values and beliefs as a Native American, you know, with like life and how precious life is and Mm -hmm. stuff. There's no way that he could have done it. But then in the same instance, they were saying that he was, you know, you wouldn't trust your grandchildren with him. Right. So it was a little like as I was reading it, I was like, "That's a little contradictory." But
0: mm-hmm. so, but I mean, so they have they believe he was living in this cave because of a photo that they found, correct? And uh, apparently, the people in the photo had reached out, and the prison actually helped develop it. And he was working. And he was doing that, working in that Photoshop. So that's how they tied him to the cave. And then the rope, the duct tape, Mm -hmm. and the paper all tied to the crime scene. uh, You know that's that's how they um, get him as a suspect. He does have a a, a history, so. But um, then
1: a sheriff will come in and testify in his defense, saying that that photo was in the desk at the jail. It was an employee. It was an an employee. employee. I thought Um, it was uh, yeah, or
0: somebody, somebody that worked with the sheriff. Employee. yeah. Yeah. He he saw the photo allegedly in the, the desk next. of the sheriff after he escaped from, from jail. So they so said it's almost like well, they were looking to, to frame him. Yeah, it was planted.
1: So, I mean, hey, I guess that defense worked, though.
0: And, right. So <laughs> And then, it, well, it certainly convinced the jury that there was reasonable doubt. Also, the defense said that well, he couldn't have raped and left semen because he was, uh, had a vasectomy.
1: Which would be why that professor from Cornell, who's the expert yes. in human reproduction, was... One of the prosecutions—that's correct—and
0: so. then I do believe the autopsy revealed that he it didn't it didn't take. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
1: yeah, okay. So that's the evidence, of, but he was acquitted. Yep. So this is still technically an unsolved case. So in doing my research, I did f- like come across a couple of like theories and things that I wanted to run by you and see get your opinion on. A lot of people bring up his victimology. Um, You know, I was going down like the Reddit rabbit hole <laughs> mm-hmm. and a lot of people talk about how he his first two victims were first two that we know of were, you know, older pregnant women. And he only like raped them and kidnapped them. He didn't kill them. And then he immediately goes to killing children. So, you know, I know a lot of like the victimology stuff I see on TV. Like, is there any bearing to that? Is there any? Do, so, do you, think of- you know,
0: I don't know. You know, you typically that's for the, the profilers when they're assessing serial killers. Um, you know, I don't know if there's enough information there to, um, you know, suggest if that means anything. But then again, what do we what, what do we know? The Night Stalker didn't... Um, yeah. He, he went back and forth. Children, uh, elderly. He had no victimology. Yeah, there didn't seem to be a victimology. So... Um, he, you know there was a consistency. So he raped the three girls, and he he raped the one of w- the one, woman, one of one yeah. of the the women before. This time he killed. So it, it could have it could have just escalated to murder. Uh, th- there could be some other other things. So we don't know uh, motive. Well, Of course he was he was acquitted, right? And you he know, he maintained I, his I, innocence, right? Too. You, so they are probably not looking at that anymore but yes that's a good a good question and i don't think it really comes into play uh, you know i, I just uh, yeah i understand why you're asking that question i just don't think yeah i i think it 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 shouldn't really have or it doesn't really have any bearing on on this he he, he escalated to to murder that's it's possible that when he assaulted the previous woman that that was the first time he did something like that
1: yeah okay makes sense Um, And then another one of the things brought up is if he acted alone. So a lot of people bring up that he couldn't have acted alone because there was three girls in him, which I don't I don't think I believe that, Um, you know, he's an adult (laughs) and there are three children. I mean, at least you taught me to respect adults. And so if I saw even if he probably shouldn't have been, I would. I wouldn't necessarily scream and run from him right away, you know what I mean, and then there was also some blood at the scene that they were testing, and there was three different types they tested, two of them matched two of the girls, one of the blood samples came back as female, but they weren't able to conclusively mm-hmm. say that it was the third, so there's some speculation with there being like another female, so well, what do you think of him doing it on his own?
0: but it still could have been the other uh, third.
1: Right, girl right. as well. They didn't so, exclude her, but they couldn't. I, th- say I mean, this is
0: a good. That's a good, a good point. So let me. I've looked at this and and a couple things come to mind. Well, first of all, so Lori Farmer, and Doris Milner were sort of bludgeoned, and I guess the medical examiner actually said they were badly beaten. Beaten, and Michelle was was strangled, so that could that paints a, a, a picture you know perhaps he bludgeoned two right away to death and maybe a chase you know pursued he pursued the other one chasing her or uh, and then just grabbed her and sort of strangled her or the, is he bludgeoning the other two and his accomplice doesn't have a weapon so he's he's strangling her i, I think mm-hmm. i think it 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 suggests both that that there could be, uh, there could be somebody, but there's just no more evidence, uh, um, to suggest that the, that there was anybody else there. So I, I yeah. tend to, I tend to believe that he he snuck up on them and bludgeoned two of them and then grabbed the other one as they were waking and you know, uh, grabbed Michelle as she was waking up and and, and strangled her or perhaps she went running because they were all outside as well. So. Yeah, they were, w- found w- they were found outside. There was so, footprints too, smaller right.
1: footprints next to his bigger footprint. Right. So it's believed that, yes. one of them walked out.
0: It, you know, I, I just, I, I think it's it's possible. It, it almost seems unlikely. Now, here's something as well too. So if we believe he was living in that cave, and we believe he was there three months earlier, mm-hmm. he, he's he's scoped the place out, right? And by the way, it, you know the note that that was left before said we're gonna kill three girls in tent one. Well, from where the cave was, tent one could have been tent eight. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that could have in his mind it could have been tent eight. But, but he you know, he knows how to get in and out of the camp. He knows how to navigate around the, the, the tents, probably where noise where the grass is high, I don't know, and, and, and make noise. So he scoped the place out. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's definitely possible that he, he committed this crime by himself yeah um, y- you know uh, but I, I got thinking about that yeah well also, one, that could be tent one to him but it's tent eight
1: when you think about it too he kidnapped two pregnant women mm-hmm. and I mean yeah they're pregnant but there's still two adult women right so if he was by himself able to do that I don't really
0: and so he doesn't he look him. like a really big guy kind of medium no. medium guy Yeah. so back to your point about you've been taught to respect you know, adults and such. Now, this is a Girl Scout camping trip. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure in 1977 that there were no men okay. uh, so maybe on, on that trip.
1: Maybe at the time I would feel differently. I, would, I didn't ever do anything like Girl Scouts. so right. Yeah.
0: I deprived you. I know.
1: <laughs> no, I, we moved. I, I
0: wouldn't let you go on camping trips. I,
1: I did Taekwondo. If someone tried to attack me, I would have... <laughs> at the time, I would have been good. But I just meant that, like... I don't think I necessarily would have been alarmed as a kid. Now, if you're saying that that's not normal, so if I was a Girl Scout in the in 1977 and I there was no men, then yeah, mm-hmm. that probably
0: you know. And but me thinking like, is he is he showing up to the tent a lot earlier and charming them and oh I'm lost or getting in the conversation with them? You know, that's I, I don't know about that. I I think if they were probably a little bit older. Mm-hmm. that might be l- more likely that that he just came upon them and, and you know and was able to charm them a little bit and have had discussions uh, with them i i don't girls that were 8 9 and 10 i feel like they would have been a little bit alarmed so it is it is sort of confusing yeah. and and that's why i kind of lean towards uh he he got into the tent and just um with that crowbar or bar or pipe or whatever it was um hit Hit one over, you know, hit two over the head as hard as he could, and then yeah. went after the. And there the, was a the lot of blood found in the tent. You know, uh, but then too. he took, you know, he took the time to rape all three of them. So uh, we'll get them out of the tent in the first place, or was he scoping out the the tent? But there was blood in the tent, so we mm-hmm. believe it happened in the tent. So
1: keep in mind, he was also walk. He was, I mean, f- the earliest. Uh, that a camp counselor heard was like midnight mm-hmm. and then all the way till 3 a.m. is when they started hearing screams. So he was there for a good, at least at that point, two hours. He was also walking around the camp. Right. Confusing people with their glasses. Like he was taking people's glasses and switching them around. So if someone woke up, they wouldn't be able to see. Or, or
0: did, he, did he do it the other way? I'm not really answering your question now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> did he do it the other way? Did he strangle the one? Right. Did she go out, get up to go to the bathroom? Maybe because remember that that outhouse or whatever it was it was between yeah. line of sight between tent 1 and 108 did he did he strangle her first and and then uh, assault her and then go go in the tent and, and get the other two so it's it it's it's likely he he did this crime by himself but per- perhaps he was uh, surveilling it scoping it out and and coming up with a with a plan right um
1: which is just really sad, this is just a really awful, terrible thing. The
0: thing that still bothers me, Hannah, on this one the the three months prior mm-hmm. right so somebody so the the counselors go on a training weekend mm-hmm. as you t- you told everybody and and they find this note, and it was was it at that point that one of their glasses had been taken? I think
1: I believe so it's. Unclear. So it just says that she testified mm-hmm. that two of the things found in the shack were hers that had been stolen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say if it was from that April training or if it was from that night, but I'm assuming it's from the April training because in everything I read about that night, he didn't take anything from any of the tents that night.
0: So the thing, I, I just keep picturing myself arriving on scene and conducting interviews and talking to that counselor and saying so so wait a minute, so 3 months ago you guys were here doing the training sort of weekend in preparation for this trip and you came back to your tent you found a note in your tent and it said what and it said three girls were going to get killed yeah but it said something else about aliens mm-hmm. so we just sort of blew it off i i would, i mean i begs the question it doesn't doesn't help move the needle but it begs the question why yeah, did you not did call the police the thing is you let the police make that decision mm-hmm. don't you, don't you make that decision because something like that you can just cancel the trip yeah right yeah you know and what what happens if you cancel the trip well nobody gets killed mm-hmm. right yeah. what happens if you let the trip go on well maybe aliens come and kill three little girls you, you know uh, i mean yeah i just that bothers me the most um i would be mm-hmm. having a good conversation with that that counselor as you know like what like did you did you suspect it was somebody did you did you know somebody in the area uh, like deep down inside do you, do you have a friend really were you friends with were yeah. you friends with with Leroy Hart like not that not that that witness necessarily you know participated but but maybe
1: they're hiding maybe something. they
0: or mental, yeah. maybe they just knew somebody and they thought he in that person was just joking with them, and they mm-hmm. knew, so they they took it in their own um in their own hands. And said, ah no, nah, just this person he wouldn't he wouldn't do anything like that, right, you know, so
1: I mean, not to place the blame on any no no, one I, whatsoever. no I don't think
0: it's a council. I'm just right. saying that
1: it is yeah. But I am gonna have some words for the Girl Scouts and how they handled things yeah, in yeah. a second. <laughs> yeah, so, so
0: yeah, I just you know, I'll say this a lot in our episodes. You know, the quickest way to get the police gone is you know be truthful just with cooperate. with everything and and. You know, maybe that's not a good example, but yeah, that I, I would have been sitting with that person for a while trying to understand, Well, you know, it wasn't well, also just one and,
1: counselor. It was like the administrators, mm-hmm. all of the, they knew, like the yeah, camp administrators knew about it.
0: I, I mean, that's, that's good for a civil lawsuit uh, for the parents down, down the road, I would imagine.
1: So funny that you mentioned that. Um, two of the parents actually do end up filing a civil lawsuit. Um, so it's the Farmers and the milliners. They file a civil lawsuit. Okay, so let me explain this for a second. They file it against the Magic Empire Council of Girl Scouts. So in my research, it seems that the Girl, e- the Girl Scouts, each like area or region in each state, they have their own council and they name it something how special or whatever they want to name it. So this is the... Girl Scouts in eastern Oklahoma. They're the Magic Empire Council. Okay. So the Farmers and Millners file a civil lawsuit for five million dollars against them. Um, two point five million each. So they do this lawsuit together. So they're in court together. These two families.
0: Ag- against the, the Girl Scouts, essentially. Right. right. The, okay.
1: Right. The, for eastern Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So um, and they also are filing this lawsuit against the Girl Scouts insurance, too it's so it's well yeah
0: no it's that's who right that's that's who it would be
1: right well they were in court is what i read right right so they presented a lot of different points the girl scouts lawyer now look i understand that lawyers defense lawyers are supposed to do what they're supposed to do they're supposed to get their clients off right they're supposed to win their case each each Mm -hmm. lawyer has that end goal uh but you know they say some pretty awful things i think he basically at one point says, you know, murder happens. Him and another lady Who's he? Gonna say that. The, the lawyer, lawyers? the defense okay. lawyer. Yeah. Uh, he, the
0: defense lawyer for the Girl Scouts. For the Girl Scouts. Right. right.
1: He ends up at one point also looking at the jurors and saying, hey, camping is in your guys' hands right now. If you rule in favor of the parents, you are going to forever ruin camping for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's up to you to save the Girl Scouts and save camping. Um, So he he says that. And again, I know that's his job. So the lawyer for the families, he brings up that uh, they the Girl Scouts were negligent and responsible for the death of their children, that their security was not there. There was not enough security provided, especially since everyone in the area was aware that this man was on the loose, too, by the way. So, you know, and they also bring up the vegetation. The campsite was a little bit overgrown. There was that giant bathhouse that we talked about, yeah. bathroom in the middle of the semicircle that was blocking their view.
0: Yeah, I. that's just more fuel for the civil lawsuit. You're right. I, I looked at that right. picture again mm-hmm. and I just I like that would have I would have said, Whoa whoa wait wait a minute, wait a minute. No, we can't see mm-hmm. tent number eight. Not, this isn't going to happen, but I. But if you look at the picture, you know why they did. Someone said, "Oh, here's the bathhouse. I think it's a bathhouse, right? Here's, mm-hmm. here's a shower house, bathhouse, and then we'll just semicircle all of the, the tents. Th- that makes sense, but
1: I, I. It doesn't make sense. It to doesn't.
0: Me. No, it makes sense why someone was thinking that, but this it just is room doesn't. Right? It just yeah. It just doesn't. Um,
1: and I'll post. I'll post the picture on our Instagram too. Okay, for you guys to see. Um. So you would think that that is. All in the parents' favor. I mean, I I would say yes in the parents' favors. However, a jury deliberated for four and a half hours, and nine out of 12 of the jurors mm-hmm. came back and said that the council was not responsible and ruled in favor of them. And for those of you who don't know, a civil lawsuit, nine is all you need. Right. You don't need all 12. Mm-hmm. And again, this is kind of mirroring O.J. a little bit yep. with the civil lawsuit. So um, that is disappointing. Well, no, they...
0: They, I think the families,
1: yeah, the families file a civil lawsuit, yeah, but they they won
0: though. Oh, yeah, they won, yeah,
1: but it it came back the night, right? Similar, um, so yeah, so that is where that ends for the families, Mm. unfortunately. Okay, so dad, now I kind of want to talk about the Girl Scouts, how they handled it, what they've done afterwards, and then I want to touch on the parents and highlight what they did after and how, like, everything okay. that they've been going through. All right. So I'm a little disappointed in the Girl Scouts, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They, at the time, they have a um, executive director of this Magic Empire counselor, Council. And she comes out, I believe it's in a press conference. It's in response to Sherry Farmer, who says that, they, you know, she takes it to the media, and she says that they were not treated as she's, she's
0: the
1: she's one of the parents, parents. she's Lori farmer's, Lori mom, farmer's mom right yep. so she comes out and says that you know they were not treated as parents who had just lost a child they were met as adversaries from the girl scouts mm-hmm. and like i mentioned last time they you know no one was really told what was going on when this happened and when they yeah they jumped down. into
0: protection mode right, right. away
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> which like again i understand mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah so she comes out and she says it was a horrible aberration, but people get killed all the time at national parks. Look at Chandra Levy. Wow. Yeah, I, like again, basically saying. Eh, so wait a minute. When murder was th- happens? When was this
0: lawsuit? Chandra Levy is like, how, that's not that old, Hannah.
1: So that, I think that's when. So two thousand one, two thousand two was the civil lawsuit.
0: Yeah, that's and that's kind of important because all of a sudden we're talking about something that happened in two thousand one. So in other words, they they remained outspoken. All the way into the 2000s because Shondra Levy's uh, disappearance happened around 2001. So they, they were right. still, oh, wow.
1: Right. Yeah. The parents have always spoken out. One of the parents believes, too, that there was a second. I read, I believe it was Sherry Farmer. Um, I'd have to double check that. But I believe it was her. She said that she does believe that there was a second person involved because of that blood. Yeah. I, so, yeah, they. it's an unsolved case. They want it it is.
0: It's. It's right. It's a cold case, but they don't have any other suspects, and the evidence mm-hmm. is the evidence. I think at this point, they would have to put somebody else in that cave. Mm-hmm. They would have to put somebody else in that cave, and I just I don't know what evidence they have to put someone else in that cave. They didn't get any fingerprints off of anything, you know. So I, I it's going to be tough. I don't understand how, uh, be th- tough. but
1: that must have been like. Maybe nineteen seventy seven. Were they not mm. dusting for fingerprints? No, they they were. I if think there they was had a crowbar f- and a. Uh,
0: but the the other thing too is, if they have fingerprints, you know they're sitting there on an old fingerprint, you know, in evidence in mm-hmm. evidence box down in the the storage in the cold case file. They would have to have somebody to compare that to.
1: Yeah, but if they had fingerprints, then they would have been able to compare it to.
0: Yeah, they didn't hearts. have any, right, didn't have any uh, anything for him, but.
1: But they should have because he was in prison already.
0: Right, so they they don't have fingerprints of of him. What I'm saying is, did they hold back? Do they have? Do, do, do they, no, you're right because if they had other fingerprints, and they would be announcing that. They'd be talking about that. Wait, so why didn't
1: they have fingerprints from him? He was in prison already. No, so no, they no, don't. They don't, the they don't right?
0: have any fingerprints in this case. Is what I. Oh, okay. Gotcha, I believe. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. So I didn't think so either. Okay,
1: all right. So anyway, um, so that's you know the executive director. There's a lot of push and pull that comes from the uh, Girl Scouts. They're over the years mm-hmm. coming out speaking on this, also along with the parents. You know, they're gonna want to respond to what the parents are saying because the parents are saying they're not. They didn't handle this properly, which I don't know that comment. I wouldn't be so happy with also. Uh, But then so that's all going on between the lawsuit. But in 1989, we're backtracking a little bit. 1989, the council wanted to start fundraising for a new overnight camp. So, you know, that's cool. That's good. That's Mm -hmm. all. Well, that's more security. What I read, they wanted to make the campsites better. More security. That that seems awesome. That seems like a good response to what happened, right? right? Right, That's not what's going to happen. That's not what they did. So they have to ask for $3.4 million from the community. So they have to raise all of this money from the community. Um, they wanted to make sure that they were perceived well. They wanted to make sure it took them like a good year before they got all the fundraising underway to... Make sure they did this in the right way with tact, Mm -hmm. but it didn't. They weren't. They were doing it for themselves. They weren't doing it for the girls. I feel like they could have come out and said, "Hey, you know, we made a mistake. We 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 weren't there. The security wasn't there. Let's fix this in their names. Let's do this. Let's try and right this wrong." Uh, They didn't. They just did it for themselves. They raised the money. They got a lot of grants, and then the Oklahoma City bombing happens, and a week later they have their. Fundraiser. fundraiser. The weekend after it was the weekend after, and I mean, hey, the community came together. They raised the money for the Girl Scouts. That's awesome. It's still a positive thing. The campsites are better. There is more security. I was reading a lot about it. There is a lot of security into mm-hmm. these campsites, so it is a positive thing that that happened. Right. But allegedly, I, it
0: changed how the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts,
1: which uh, is awesome, did
0: did business in terms of having councils in the tents and things like that. Right. But they're, they're not going to come out but, and say. I know what you said. Like, oh, you think they come out and say, okay security was lax and in, in this so we'll make it right or at they're, least they're do it in gonna, their names
1: mm. though you know what i mean like in, oh, honor, in of that. honor of them. That's, that's like that that's true because
0: they're not going to come out and say "Ooh, sorry our fault because remember they won their right. civil suit so they're not going right. to come out and give you know and their lawyers are definitely saying no 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 so
1: right but i mean right it's a big organization right. i feel like and this was the first time it's happened. I don't believe this has happened. This kind of incident mm-hmm. has happened since. So it, I I feel like they could have, okay, to fundraise. But then also I think they still held their fundraiser a week the weekend after the bombing.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I,
1: <laughs> and again, it's awesome that the community came together. And it is for children. Like th- this is a program for girls, little mm-hmm. children. So it it was a positive all in all. But I wasn't a fan of the way that they went about it. All
0: right. So there's still. R- this thing is still still cold. It's still, Mm -hmm. you know, on people's minds.
1: Yeah. Um, And so I just want to touch on the parents for a second. Mm -hmm. So Richard Goose, he actually, after all of this happened, he helped pass some state legislator. Legislation. How do I say that word? How do you say that word?
0: Legislation.
1: Legislation. Thank you. So, Richard Goose helped pass state legislation after this happened. It's the Oklahoma Victims Bill of Rights, which basically just says that victims have the right to be present at any and all hearings where the defendant is also, and to be heard at parole hearings and during trials, Mm -hmm. which I thought was something that everyone, I thought that was already a thing.
0: So, it depends on, you know, the state. Now, I can tell you at the federal level, Mm because I was in federal law enforcement, they have a victim witness program mm-hmm. and it and it, it it sounds a lot like that you know if you're a victim or a witness to a crime you can sign up and you'll get an advocate and y- there can be some monetary um support things like that so it sounds like maybe they didn't have that at, at, in the state of Oklahoma at the time and and then uh, subsequently they they did so that's a good thing
1: oh okay yeah it's really awesome that he helped with that Uh, Then he also helped found The Oklahoma Crime Victims Compensation Board Now this is really cool I thought this was interesting was created in 1989. It provides a method of compensation to victims of violent crimes for unreimbursed expenses such as medical, dental, prescription, grief counseling, crime scene cleanup. D- never thought of that. That's a real. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a thing, but you know, just never think of that. And all of the funding from this actually comes from the federal and state offenders through their fines and penalty assessments.
0: Yeah, that's that's great where the money comes from. So it's not coming from taxpayers. So that's pretty cool.
1: Right. I thought that was awesome. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Didn't know that. So that is what he's been doing. And then Sherry Farmer, she founded the Oklahoma chapter of Parents of Murdered Children, Mm
0: -hmm. which is
1: uh, basically a support group for that area. Now, when I went to the website, I tried to get more information. The chapter for Oklahoma is no longer listed on the website. And it doesn't say why. I couldn't find anything on Mm -hmm. why or when that happened. So I don't think that that's a chapter anymore. Okay. Hopefully, it's not something that they need a lot of in that area. That would, mm-hmm. you know. That
0: Unfortunately, they probably do need need something like that. So, I don't think that's the reason. If you're thinking, thinking it, that maybe disband because there was no crime.
1: Yeah, I, you, one can hope, Dad. Yes, I know. <laughs> one and can le- hope. Leave
0: it to you to to come up with the positive out of something. So I like that.
1: Listen, I'll I am the well. first one to look at old abandoned shacks and be like oh there's definitely some dead bodies in there (laughs) but (laughs) i gotta have some positivity yeah
0: we'll we'll in this very sad i'm sure through our episodes people will learn about you and your murder (laughs) barn theory you guys okay
1: so she did that and you know she is the one that i've read everything about she's been very vocal mm -hmm. in this case so good it is a very very sad sad thing that happened um and i'm just glad that we are able to bring some awareness to this
0: yeah hopefully everybody enjoyed our our discussion you know um we you know i I think the police did the the best they can and you know hopefully the dna pans out i i I don't know it seems a little unlikely in this case it it seems like uh, there's a little bit of dna Um, but good news is in an upcoming episode we're going to talk about a case that that DNA actually solved um, a fifty-year-old old case. So it it happens. We know it happens.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, guys. DNA is your DNA is out there right. <laughs> all the time. So. so okay, good. Um. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening in this week. This was a rough one. This was really hard for me with kids. It's really mm-hmm. hard one. But thank you for listening and sticking with us. If you enjoy listening to us, I know this is only the second week, but if you've enjoyed the first two weeks, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Leave some comments. We'd love to get the feedback. Um, you can also leave comments and messages on anchor.fm. And then if you want to get in contact with us even more, we have our Instagram is True Crime Archives Podcast. So you can go follow us there. We'll post updates, sneak peeks, behind the scenes, all that good Good stuff. Um, So we will see you guys next week.
0: All right. Thanks.